0: Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you gotta do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like now.
2: I just be laid back. All I got is recliners. I wouldn't join the neighbor shit. All I got is Rihanna. You job.
1: We have the Akeem Ali yeah. on the ports today. Me. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right, how about yourself? I'm feeling good, you got the dimples glowing, skin glowing. All right,
2: now, nah. okay, now nah. <laughs> nah, appreciate it.
1: Okay, so I feel like you have a self-care routine. Do you? Yes, do you have a self-care routine?
2: Nah, I'm raggedy most of the time, like.
1: I feel like you're capping.
2: No cap. <laughs> I promise you, I ain't lying. No, or, do, I just,
1: or do you have like any type of routine that you do in the morning or anything that really clears your head for the day?
2: Something that I do? No, not really. I do the same thing everybody else do. Wake up, grab my phone, and look at it. Check my messages, check who can call me, check Instagram. I thought I turn all 17 of my alarms off. Uh, yeah, I just get in the shower.
1: Now, do you listen to music when you first wake oh, up? Oh,
2: yeah. No, I got to hear music. Every who are you
1: morning. listening to? I'm curious.
2: Uh, you, know what you mean like overall or just like right now?
1: I would say right now.
2: Man, heavy. I had to look at my phone to show you because it's literally like the first thing on my Apple Music, <laughs> like the first couple of albums on there. Uh, let me look at my phone. I can tell you out my phone. Let me see who I got right here. Uh, just Justin Bieber, uh, Silk Sonic, her. Uh, Lance Strip Chip, Jasmine Sullivan, Victoria Monet, uh, Meek Mill, Bobby Womack, Smino, me, Benny the Butcher. I got like a whole mixture of stuff that's just like...
1: Wow, you coming through with the vibes.
2: Yeah, Big Sean, Simply Red, Busy Crook, like Drake, SZA. Uh, yeah, I just got a whole bunch of stuff on here. I ain't even name all of it. James Brown on there, shit. Snoop. Yeah, a lot of stuff.
1: Okay, so the music selection is good. I yeah. love you wanted to test you, see Oh, see what's got a lot of up. stuff.
2: Travis Scott on the
1: front of it <laughs> yeah, sure. Now I feel like we are in really weird times right mm-hmm. now, like the pandemic, just a lot of stuff going yeah. on. But you seem to have flourished like through all of that. Mm-hmm. And I wanna ask you, what would you say has been motivating you to keep that momentum up?
2: Um, I don't know, I try to be a hard working person. Um, I sit around on my ass most of the time. Um, I guess the th- same thing that kept me doing it like before all this happened is keeping me doing it now. Just one more, one better. Um, needing and wanting better. Just every day, you know what I'm saying? And it's something that I can't like live without. So it's like the, one of the first things I do every morning. I get up and listen to music, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's mine or other people's, I'm studying it. You know what I'm saying? So I get in the shower with the music, out the shower with the music. Wherever I'm going, I'm listening to music. I'm listening to beats. Like, I got to have music all the time. So, yeah, that's kind of what keeps me going. It's just like the love for music.
1: Wow. Yeah. So it's like all, that creativity is like always there.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Now you're from Jackson, Mississippi. Now what, that sounds good. Huh? Can you say it again for me?
2: Ja- <laughs> I just want to hear it one more time. <laughs>
1: Jackson, Mississippi. Oh,
2: that sounds so good. Oh, All right, Lord. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay,
1: so you're from Jackson, Mississippi. What yep. part of Jackson are you from?
2: Yeah, well, I stayed everywhere. I moved around a lot when I was little. North Jackson, South Jackson. shit, yeah, like, Yeah, like, I'm from everywhere. And people who know me, they, they know. I went down there about every school. Like, I went to school out south. I went to school out north, out west. So, you know.
1: How would you describe the culture out there?
2: The culture in Jackson, I'm going to say I like the culture back at home more than I like it anywhere else. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a great place, in my opinion, to raise kids and to be raised. Um, because you just, we kind of like hard set on morals and values, you know what I'm saying? Even though we're a little slower paced than um, other cities, and you know what I'm saying? Uh, like Atlanta, Houston, Dallas, uh, Miami, we, we're a lot slower paced, but We just like deeply rooted in like um, traditional stuff and just like really nice, kind, loyal people, Uh, genuine people, you know what I'm saying? Like when I moved out here, I used to speak to people because like back at home we speak, like if I don't know you, I'm gonna speak to you. And it's not like, no, you know what I'm saying? But Motherfuckers just be like, you know, what what you speaking for? Like you, you want something? I'm like, no, like, you know, you hold a door for people when you coming out of it and I get out here and I'm walking behind somebody, and they just let the door close in front of my face. I'm like, damn, you know. But it's just, I don't know, just like real genuinely nice people and like wholesome people out there. So I love like back home.
1: So my dad's from Mississippi. So mm-hmm. I I don't know how Jackson is, but I know like where he's from. Where your dad from? You probably ain't never heard of it. It's Heidelberg. Yeah, I know what Heidelberg is. Really? No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like when I go out there they be leaving the doors unlocked and I'm like we could never do this back home. Well we
2: can't do that in Jackson, but so it's certain parts where you're gonna be standing, it's like everybody know everybody. And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like you just you're chilling, you know what I'm saying? I like living in Buckhead, like the upper upper part of Buckhead, it's just like you ain't worried about nobody like breaking in your house, even though it can happen. Yeah. It's just like I got a gate around here so I can leave the door unlocked, you know? Yeah
1: so as we're on the topic of jackson mississippi could you give us a little insight of what it was like for you growing up there
2: lit it was lit <laughs> now i love growing up back at home um it was hot boy. it was it was hot as hell uh it was fun uh, i got into a lot of fights when i was little so that made me tough uh, i got a lot of whoopings i went bad i just did like I used to hang with like the wrong people i ain't gonna even say the wrong people i just did the wrong stuff we all did the wrong stuff we was outside trying to hunch play hide and go get it still candy and stuff We outside. wait hold up hold up we're...
1: you said hide and go get it yeah how old were y'all playing that
2: about what eight nine Ooh, Lord, hide and y'all it. was
1: fast but yeah
2: we were hunting but uh <laughs> nah, we just doing that playing tag playing football basketball all day drinking out the water hole peeing in the bushes and trying to beat the street like and fighting that, you know what i'm saying that's what it was all about
1: now were you yeah. fighting in high school too
2: nah the older i got i ain't fight a lot i think i got into uh two fights in high school one ninth grade one tenth grade that was it did you win yeah i don't know lost like two fights <laughs> i don't i don't like fighting but I don't yeah just, you know what i'm saying
1: now, the way your sound is, I have to know, who were your musical influences growing up?
2: Growing up? It's funny because I tell people, like, growing up is different from right now. So when I was little, I was like really, really influenced by some people I don't sound like at all right now. So I am mean, <laughs> growing up, Usher, Twister, John Legend, The Game, shit, uh, who else, Boosie, and Wayne. Oh, you like, was on Boosie. Man, look, Boosie was the revenue of the ghetto. He said it in a song one time. I, keep, I tell people all the time, it wasn't a nigga on earth that was cleaner than Boosie from 05 to like 07, 08. Like Boosie was the cleanest nigga on earth. That nigga had a different, different color scrap bowls on every day you saw him. Even if he had on like a white tee, like other niggas brought white tees, and I used to be like, oh, it's just a white tee. When he had on a white tee, I'm like, that nigga clean. He had every color forces. I remember, you ever seen the Boosie DVD?
0: Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.
1: No.
2: (laughs) Oh, he's... Y'all give me young Jesus on. But that nigga clean, though. I used to want to dress like Boosie.
1: What would you say is, like, your favorite Boosie song? My favorite Boosie song?
2: Man, I got a lot of favorite Boosie songs, shit. Uh, Bankroll, I'm a Dog, uh, Set It Off. Oh, man. What is it? God know, I know. Well, yeah, it's called I know. Uh, what was, what's it used to be? Uh, damn. I got respect, nigga. What about you? I forget the name of the song. Best R-E-S-P-E-C-T, me. Man, I, a lot of Boosie songs. <laughs> I used to, I'm telling Boosie was like a religion for me. I had a Boosie fade and everything.
1: Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like they play Set It Off in the club. It's a rap. Like,
2: you ain't ever, you can't go wrong with that. It's like a list of songs that you can't go wrong with. It ain't like a list of them that you can play all night. It's just like, Back That Ass Up, Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill, Set It Off by Boosie. I was just like, them, off the top, them like three of the main songs you could play every time. Knock If You Buck is one of them. You could play them anytime in the club and it's just like, it's gonna go.
1: Wow, that's so crazy because when you listen to your music, it's the exact opposite, like. <laughs> yeah, Boosie's my
2: spirit animal though. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's part of the reason why I talk the way I talk sometimes and just say what I want to say. he just do what he want to do, so. Yeah.
1: Now, when we were first introduced to you, it was mm-hmm. we all saw you on Twitter, and it's like you came out of nowhere, like completely came out of nowhere. <laughs> came so, from back then, then. That leads me to ask you how long. Why are you that... looking back there like something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that leads me to ask you how long have you been making music?
2: Uh, I started writing music for real, for real, when I was like 15. I wrote my first rap when I was like 11, though. Um, but I started writing like at 15 and just. Kept doing it, kept doing it. Sat down one day with a notebook, and was like, uh, "I remember what made me want to write the rap too." I listened to this Eminem freestyle. It was a Zelda freestyle, and I'm like, "Damn, this shit sounds so good!" I'm like, "I should try to write a rap like this." And I went on and tried to do it, and it ain't sounding like that. But I mean, stuff like that kind of led me to where I am now. So, yeah.
1: what made you want to finally step in and pursue music full time?
2: um when I realized I couldn't stop doing it it wasn't like some stuff you'll pick it up and it's a habit for a little while you'd be like I used to do that all the time I used to say that all the time it was one of them things was like I used to do it and I still do it and I'm gonna keep doing it and I can't stop like I just be like at random moments busting out shit and people were like what the fuck wrong with you oh I had ideas so I had to like get the idea out real quick or every time we get, my friends get in the car with me they're like can we please not listen to beats this time or can we please not hear your music and I'm just like shit no nah. But, you know, yeah.
1: so you know how people like when they have when they know their purpose, but they kind of jump around it like you get what I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah. you know, your purpose, say, for instance, like, OK, you're a rapper, right? And yeah. you're like, no, 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 I could rap, but I don't really want to do that. And You try to find other alternatives. Did you ever experience that?
2: Hmm. No, nah. uh, I, I started off cutting hair. Like, I cut hair. Uh, I joined the military straight out of high school and uh, went to barbering school while I was in the military and started cutting hair. And uh, I mean, at one point in time, I was like, damn, you know, this is straight. But I ain't ever not wanted to rap, though. I always was just like, when I started doing it and realized like, how I was making people feel, just like rapping some of the stuff that ain't even cold to me now when I was rapping it to people back then. And they like, and, oh, man, that, I ain't know?" you know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, I could do this shit forever. 'Cause it's it's not a lot of things you can do and like really impress people. You know, people ain't impressed at stuff that they can do. So putting words together was something I was always good. Good with and able to like, you know what I'm saying, all other people with. So yeah.
1: So you're now based in Atlanta. Yeah. What sparks you to move here?
2: Music. Yeah. I moved out here to do music and uh I had a job at the time. I was cutting hair in a barber shop and I was working a job like twelve hours overnight and I get off work from working 12 hours and go to the barbershop in the morning. And I'm like, shit, I'm gonna do this for like a year and I'm gonna move to Atlanta. And I actually ended up moving in like eight months and got out here and quit my job. Yeah, for sure.
1: Wow. Yeah, and
2: uh, just went to a barbershop. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna come out here and work and just kind of like, you people think when they move to Atlanta, they just gonna get famous out of nowhere. And that shit don't happen like that. I had to tell somebody like, it ain't even about like the resources and what's going on here. Cause you can see it happening in front of you all day. You really just gotta know the right people and be able to wiggle in the spots. So it ain't about like, yeah, you got the access to it, but if you don't know the right person, you just not gonna be a part of it. So, yeah.
1: I was literally just gonna go into that, how everybody like, you hear a lot of people say, oh yeah, I'ma move to Atlanta and do music. And then when you actually get here, it's like, nah, Nah. it don't work like that. So how did it work for you?
2: Moved to Atlanta in 2016 and then I left I literally moved here for like uh, in September, September 22nd and left like February. Uh, I got deployed overseas to Afghanistan in 2017 and came back in 2018 and been here since then. Uh, When I got back, I'm like, damn, I kind of want to like just do what I want to do, but you know what I'm saying? I want to, you know, I was just like, let me get a job where I got flexible hours so I can work on my music a lot. So I went and got a job at I ain't gonna call it no name. I went to got a job at True Green. These four had me outside. Man, look. In the middle of the day, i was telling it hot. You walking in for Yard, they got bees, dogs, walls, all type of shit. And just it was hot. And some of them dudes out there really love their job. I could tell they love their job, but I was just like, nah, this shit ain't it. <laughs> so I start, I quit that. I quit that job. I quit by that job I done had. Uh, I quit that and just got back to cutting hair. Huh? and cut hair from like 2018 to 2019, like a year and a half. And then I quit that again and said I was just gonna rap. So like right before the pandemic, I was saying, um, I'm gonna quit and uh, just rap. I didn't know the pandemic was about to happen. None of us did. So it's like what October and I was like, after this year, I ain't cutting hair no more. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna leave the shop, you know what I'm saying? So December 23rd was my last day at a barbershop cutting. And I went home and went from making like twelve to fifteen hundred dollars a week down to like two, three hundred dollars a week. And I was like, "Shit, why I do that?" <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, "You know what, though? I told myself I had made my mind up. Though I was like, uh, so you always regret um, not going after what you wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. the money will always be there. Your job pay you enough to keep coming back. You know what I'm saying? They don't pay you enough to live better than them." So I was just like, you know what? If I'm going to be broke, I'm going to be happy. Because if I'm working, I'm like unhappy. I'm always complaining and shit. And I'm just like, I care about being happy more than I do the money right now. And making the music was what was going to make me happy. So I quit and shit. The pandemic happened. And I'm like, yes, everybody pull with me. I'm like, (laughs) shit, I ain't got to struggle by myself. I'm like, fuck it. So it was good. I I wasn't just like glad that it happened. I'm just kind of glad the world slowed down because of like my lack of uh, income per se. You know what I'm saying? I just... When shit slowed down, they was like, oh, we'll give people to break on this and that and rent. And I'm just like, hell yeah. So yeah, it worked out pretty good. And in um, the midst of that, uh, my cameraman, Mr. Mac Media, he the one who did the Kimi Casanova video. Uh-huh. Um, I had started cutting his hair right before I left the shop. It was around November. And he was like, bro, you know what I'm saying? I was like, bro, you take pictures, right? And he was like, yeah, hey. you know what I'm saying? And I was like, well, shit, i cut your hair. If you take my pictures, I'll give you free haircuts. He's like, well, I charge such and such per shoot. So I cut his hair a couple of times, and we got up to the amount of the shoot. And he was like, all right, you ready? I'm like, nah, I ain't ready right now. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, all right. So he just kept coming to the barbershop, and I cut his hair like this until, like, March for free. And he like, damn, you ain't, you ain't going to ever come take pictures? And so when I finally decided to do it, I'm just like, all right, bet. We're going to roll with it, and we're going to make it happen. And from there, we just, you know had like a couple photo shoots and shot a few little videos for it. And then that last one was Kimi Casanova and it was just like, boom, we didn't think it was gonna even, I really was just playing and I had to tell people that all the time. Cause they think like, uh, just like they were saying, like we thought she was gonna come in here looking like a pimp. And it's like, nah, I'm a regular person. Like, you know, I'm a pimp in the night. Uh, what time it is, brother? It ain't mm. pimp time Oh yeah, yet. we got a few more hours. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, now nah, uh, I was having to tell people, like, that ain't who I am as a person. It's just like an alter ego and shit like that. But, you know, I was just playing it. it came out, you know what I'm saying, way, way bigger than what we thought it was going to do. So, and I mean, I wasn't mad about it. I'm just like, shit, if that's what y'all want, we're going to run with it. So. Yeah.
1: Now, how much is it to get a haircut by you now?
2: $100. <laughs> you laughing.
1: You for real? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Does this include the travel fees?
2: Oh, you want me to travel? Yes. Baby. <laughs> uh uh. Nah, it's gonna be more than that. <laughs> it's gonna be $200 if I gotta travel.
1: Oh, Lord. And then
2: if I break a nail while I'm doing it.
0: <laughs> Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, as you were on your journey to pursue your music career, could you talk to us about the grind that it took for you to get your big break?
2: Uh, I still don't consider what I got a big break. I consider it just like uh, getting my foot in the dough. I got wiggle room. Um, but it was kind of rough getting to where I'm at, just staying up a lot of nights. Um, I guess just putting the work in and knowing that this shit still might not work the way you want it to. That was like the hardest part, you know what I'm saying? Cause you do all of it. And it was just like being around other people that I see that I think sometimes I rap a little better than them. They may be more talented in some aspects or they may work harder, but I rap better and it's working for them. And then sometimes people who rap better than me, they didn't got there first or they haven't gotten there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, damn, I'm looking around and I'm like, this shit just may not work. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think the hardest part was just trying to keep myself going, just knowing that, like, you know what I'm saying? I could be stuck in this spot forever, just trying it forever and trying and trying and trying and not want to stop trying and not knowing, like, when to throw the in and give it up. You know what I'm saying? So I had to kind of figure something out where I was going to be like, shit, if I'm going to do it, I just got to put, like, everything into it. Mm -hmm. And that's where, like, my alter ego and other stuff kind of came into play. You know what I'm saying? It's just not being, like, uh, one-dimensional with it. You know, because it's something for everybody. Um, yeah, that was just, I guess that was just like the hardest part. Spending your money on studio time, you know what I'm saying? Then you gotta have photos, and I'm glad I met Kilton, uh, Mr. Mac Media. Um, you know what I'm saying? Then you wanna get your songs played in the club, but DJs want you to pay them, you know what I'm saying? Until you actually get to a point like this, and then they wanna start hitting you to play your song, you know? It's, it's, it's just hard, shit. You don't know a lot of people. I ain't from here, so I don't know a lot of people out here. It was just having to meet people. And sometimes you got to form relationships that you, you know, you don't know these people, but you got to bro them to death. Bro, and this and that, and you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to play cool until y'all actually are cool or until y'all actually are friends, or where you can start forming, like, genuine relationships with people. It's just shit. The whole, like, you know what I'm saying, chemistry of it is just, like, complicated when you're trying to do it you know versus just like walking into a job filling out an application and them being like well come on the board you know we'll hire you this shit is like you actually got to put some work into for it so yeah you got to love it to do it though it's it's definitely like a relationship yeah it was one of those things where I kind of figured out uh I figured out I loved it unconditionally the day I almost like cried because I couldn't have this shit work the way I wanted it to work and it was wow, just like yeah. I was so fucking frustrated and I'm just like Fuck, you know, I know I can rap, I know I got the talent. And I was staying up like a lot of nights, just like up. And it was nice when I was like tired and I'm like, I gotta get up and go to work in the morning to cut hair. And I'm just like, if I don't stay up tonight, it might not happen. And I had to trick myself into being scared about it. You know what I'm saying? And in reality, it was just like, just chill and like, let it come naturally. But I, you know, and I still trick myself like that. I'd be tired and I'd be like, nah bro, just stay up another hour, just stay up another two hours. I pop a Nas nice energy drink at fucking 12 o'clock. You knowing one that's going to keep me up till next year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I'll, I just do shit like that so I can just keep working and keep rolling. So yeah.
1: So I feel like every few years we have that one artist that you cannot compare to anybody, like a breath of fresh air. Mm. And I consider you one of those artists. So I really want I to- I try to
2: play hard about it so bad. I, I was not going to smile. I was going to be like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm just do like, that, <laughs> that shit just bust out my mouth.
1: No, yeah, but I feel like you are one of those artists, like, I can't compare you to anybody. Mm. And it really is like a breath of fresh air as well. Um, So I really want to have a hip-hop talk with you. Uh Starting off with, do you feel like true lyricism is lost in today's hip-hop?
2: I'm not lost. I know exactly where I'm at. So.
1: And you are a true lyricist. There you have it.
2: Yeah, nah, it ain't lost. It's just, uh, we're getting back around to it. I mean, everything come in. Uh, everything has its season. Everything has a phase. So, you know, some stuff had to cycle in for people to, you know, miss true lyricism. It's not that it's gone, but now that it's not here it's, or it's not as prominent, people are like, damn, I wish people would rap now. So it's just like, we, we're going to have our time, you know.
1: What would you like to see more of when it comes to our generation of hip-hop?
2: Man, uh sonically great music I think it's just about getting in there and getting a hit and yeah that's cool but it's just like uh Isaiah Rashad got this song called number one and he basically saying like I don't want to have a hit song because all they do is play your shit out and then people forget about it but when you got like a good project of music or a good body of work people tend to like sit on it and for me and a lot of time for a lot of people some of the best music I've never heard I'd hated it first I'm like, damn, I fucking hate this shit. And it's good. And I go back and listen to it, and I'm like, damn, this is one of the best things I've never heard. You know what I'm saying? I can remember feeling that way about, like, one project in particular, uh, Acid Rap by Chance the Rapper. I fucking hated it because was so different. Mm-hmm. I couldn't <laughs> compare him to nobody. So it went, like, relative to nothing that I was listening to. And because it was so different, I'm just like, this shit sucks. No. And I sat with it and listened, and I'm like, wait, nah, this shit is tough. And now it's like, it's one of them projects where i just like you know what I'm saying if i'm telling anybody to listen to somebody chance rapper listen to this and just stick with it like you're gonna like it so yeah
1: you started off with acid drip huh acid rap mm-hmm acid rap yeah Sorry. no i think i had heard
2: something else um, from chance before that and i was like okay this is straight i like it but when i heard acid rap i'm like nah i just can't get can't get jiggy with this shit <laughs> but nah bro cold for sure
1: Now, when it comes to dropping music, I feel like there's two categories, which is the consistent droppers and then the strategic droppers. Mm -hmm. And so the one, the strategic droppers are the ones that don't drop often, but when they do, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Which one do you think is more valuable? I'm
2: consistently strategic. I, um, man, I got music just sitting in my phone that don't nobody get to listen to but me. And I sit up and critique it day in and day out. Uh, I got songs I done had on my phone for like four years that ain't nobody gonna ever hear five years since I started recording. And I didn't even go back and use the bars over. I just be like, it just wasn't good at the time. And I just use it as like a a, a step in, stepping stone, to kind of like, okay, I was there back then and I'm here now, so okay, I, I can hear my uh, progression. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like I'm wasting my time. Yeah, I wasted the money on that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and the effort, but the time just went waste. wasted. I wouldn't even say the effort was wasted. Should I just wasted money. And I got that back, so. Some of it is just literally to, like, hear my progression. I literally make songs to see, like, okay, five years from now, I'ma see how I'ma sound. You know what I'm saying? On that same wave and stuff like that, but, now I gotta, I gotta think about everything I drop. And I got a lot to drop, but I don't wanna, like, oversaturate people with music. You know what I'm saying? Because that can get annoying. And I don't like making, like, two minute songs, two minutes, 30 second songs. Mm-hmm. I literally like making song songs, even though this, this single was like a, a, it was supposed to be a freestyle, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't even li- originally have a song out. It was just page content for my Instagram. So that's why I was just, you know what I'm saying? Quick like that, cause I'm just like, let me just freestyle some shit and be funny about it. And people was like, oh, we love it. And I'm just like, oh shit, I guess I gotta make it up. You know what I'm saying? Actual song on iTunes and shit. So yeah, you got some good ass questions. I ain't never heard no questions like
1: this. <laughs> Where you from? I'm from Dallas. I'm
2: watching you. Huh? Huh? What'd you say? Dallas. I like Dallas.
1: Dallas. Texas. Yes, Texas. I'm a Texas hottie. Um, Arlington. Arlington. Okay. Yeah, my I got folks that
2: stay in the Soto, and my homeboys he stayed in Arlington. I was there for like two years ago. I was there like back and forth, like all the fucking time.
1: Yep. We up next.
2: Arlington, Plano, and Fort Worth but go ahead
1: (laughs) so right now you're an independent artist do you think that you'll end up signing
2: if it makes sense for me uh, shout out to Winners United the gang Uh, I got a partnership with an indie label um, and we're working on some stuff I'm not hell-bent on signing to no major Um, my main thing is keeping my creative control and being able to maneuver how I want to with my um, with my art um, uh, yeah, I want the financial aspect of it, but I care more about, like, the artistic integrity. And that's what kind of, like, drives me the most. And that's what drove me, you know what I'm saying, when I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. So that's what I kind of keep at the forefront.
1: What are some misconceptions about independent artists that you feel don't get talked about enough?
2: Misconceptions about independent artists. Mm, 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 mm. I think everybody thinks that an independent artist doesn't want to sign to a major. That's not true. We just don't have like the resources to uh, get some of this stuff to these people. Um, they think that our music isn't as good as some of the um, mainstream artists sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Or they think we're just too, too like underground and it's like a lot of times we're not underground shit. We just don't have the resources to come above ground shit. You know? <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh, and this is not a misconception. A lot of times independent artists are better than some mainstream artists. I will say that, because a lot of, in, some independents are underground.
0: When something happens to your kitchen, you might say,
2: this is ludicrous.
0: But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us.
2: Thanks, Mr. Chris.
0: No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
2: You know, but, yeah, I think a lot of those independents are really um, better, and they're really strategic, too. Some of them stay independent because, like, they don't want to sacrifice their artistic integrity. So, Yeah. And it ain't, like, no misconception, but it's just something I kind of thought about, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would say I love the underground sound. So, mm-hmm. like, whenever one of my favorite underground artists do get signed, I'd be like, ugh, I'm so happy for you, but I just want you to still keep that creativity Yeah, that it's like, a, um, I guess it's, yeah,
2: I guess you kind of grow out of some stuff, you know what I'm saying? And you just want to do more for your family and everything like that. And some people let the finances kind of, like, the financial aspect get the best of them, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that because you got to provide for your family. and You want your kids and your kids' kids to be good. So at some point you have to make a change. But I mean, to each his own. <laughs> so.
1: Now, how do you keep yourself relevant as an independent artist? Uh,
2: I try to keep myself relevant with me. I don't even focus on people knowing who I am. I try to make sure I know who I am every day, like instead of people. Because if I know who I am, shit, I'm just like, hmm, that's more important to me than people. Because people, the people going to always have like a love-hate relationship with you. You know what I'm saying? You drop a project today. It's hard. You drop a project tomorrow. it's up. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I don't get caught up in all that. I just really just focus on making my art.
1: Shit. What's something about being independent in the industry that you still don't fully understand?
2: Independent? that I fully don't understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, I understand everything about this. It's nothing to not understand. It's just like you're on your own, like grind, hustle, work. Now, one thing about it is uh, so it's not that you don't understand being independent. It's just that you don't understand the other side of stuff once it starts coming to you, like um, like the major label type of situations or like the talks that you got to have with some labels or like when they start talking all of this industry jargon that you're not used to because you're just like, wait, wait, shit. It's, you know what I'm saying? I just yeah. got famous yesterday. Like, let me breathe, you know? So yeah, but nah, I'm, I'm well-rounded with what's going on in the independent world. So, yeah.
1: Okay, so you ready to pull out your pimp talk? Cause it's time.
2: Damn, okay. <laughs> oh, Let me run in the house of change real quick. I'm gonna be right back, y'all. <laughs> no, bullshit. Yeah.
1: All what right, so we, the ladies want to know about Kimi Casanova. Okay. Who is Kimi Casanova? Pimp
2: tight nigga with a mouthpiece. Period. Still got it made like a housekeep. Nah, for sure. Uh, nah, he's just an alter ego. Like, uh, so I t- have to tell people a lot of times, me rapping is like, uh, and I try to put myself in this lane, even though it's not a music lane. You ever watch the Martin show? Boom. Casanova is Jerome. I'm Martin. I control all of these narratives, you know what I'm saying? And I got multiple people inside of me, you know what I'm saying? You got, uh, Dragonfly Jones, you got, uh, Roscoe, you got Shanae you got Mars' mama, you know, you just got all of these other people and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? That I can play. Or it's just like Eddie Murphy on, um, another professor, uh, Eddie Murphy on coming to America, you know what I'm saying? I got all of these characters, but I control every narrative. So yeah.
1: Now, who is the influence behind your alter ego, Kimi Casanova? I'm going
2: to say this, first of all. If y'all want me to keep doing Kimi Casanova, y'all better listen to my other shit when I drop it. So, straight up, you don't listen to my other music? I ain't going to drop no more of this pimp shit. I'm going to buck on it. But, nah, uh some of my influences, uh, man, Big Crit, uh, Three Stacks, Snoop, you just kind of like looking at it. Uh, this guy named LB, he uh, influenced me one day. I'm online just looking at it and saw his freestyle. I'm like, this old nigga is, he really sliding on this motherfucker, you know? Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And then like where I grew up at, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my granddaddy, he used to have like long fingernails and stuff like that. And somebody was just telling me they thought that was so, uh, they didn't say like it was player, but they just was like, they think it's unique that I keep some of my fingernails like this. You know what I'm saying? Cause, and just keeping them clean is a thing, too. Like, I hate for my nails to be dirty, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it was just stuff like that that kind of helped influence it. Yeah.
1: Now, when I was listening to the actual song, Kimi Casanova, I was, like, captivated with the lyrics because it was so smooth talk to him <laughs> and i'm like nah nah this man is dangerous because he know how to talk to women so like give me an example using your kiwi casanova mm-hmm. alter ego of how you would woo a woman
2: i get uh well shit. i normally just say one word uh- <laughs> baby and they just be like okay whatever you want
1: whatever you want my lord so you ever itself. say what
2: that is game of thrones
1: yes whatever you want my lord so that's the one word you say all you say baby. is, baby you got to give us a line baby
2: see how you got quiet you like hold on this nigga serious <laughs> nah, but um i don't just have no lines i don't even like i ain't even got no game like i really just be chilling you know what i'm saying but if it's ever a time where somebody's uh I'm So one line I did use like way back when I walk up, walked up on somebody and I was like, "Excuse me, Google." She's like, "No, my name ain't Google. Why you say that?" And I was like, "Shit, you got everything I'm looking for." And that's it. See? Uh-uh. See? No? Uh-uh. You're all right, that's dangerous. All. Cut the is cut cam.
1: Oh my God. Now let's get into the actual song, Kimi Casanova. We saw the visual trending Mm. on Twitter, but I really want to get into the dynamics of the actual Mm. lyrics. Starting Mm -hmm. with you saying that you're eating out of a charcuterie board. A lot of people don't even know what that is. Okay. So, (laughs) you need to explain all of that.
2: Charcuterie. All right, for all y'all who don't know, and for all my hood babies, If you know it's good, baby, it's one of them little trays you go to uh, Walmart and get, and it got the little grapes and the cheeses, you know what I'm saying, the strawberry, might have some little sliced apples and shit like that. But to be more complex about it, it normally comes on a wooden board or a tray, and it's like, some people consider it hors d'oeuvres, because you know, you got the olives, you got the meat selection from the salami, the ham, the turkey, you got the, uh, you got like a wide array of cheeses, you may have like little, Pickles, I would say gherkins, you know what I'm saying? There's just a lot of other stuff on it. So that's what a charcuterie board is.
1: Wow. And Mm -hmm. you're putting juice in your fro. In my fro. And you're seducing a hoe. The same time. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I also noticed with this song, it has no hook. Like you said, it was supposed to be like a a freestyle.
2: I was just playing, literally. And then like, once it took off, I'm like, oh, shit. They really like people who say what they want to say. I think people like it because it's, like, one thing about that did influence the alter ego, too. So it's, I said a lot of things that I wouldn't say regularly, you know what I'm saying? So I guess I wouldn't tell a dude, like, if I break a nail on your ass, I'm going to be hot. Like, I'm going to be furious. Nigga be like, what? But a pimp would say, like, because if I break one of these motherfuckers, I'm going to really be mad, like, on some shit, you know? So I think it's just the, the thing that I was able to say what I wanted to say, and I knew I could get away with it.
1: mm
2: mm-hmm. uh, even if it was like far-fetched, people would be like, oh shit, I get it. You know what I'm saying? And because you're making it look like that, it just makes sense. So yeah.
1: Now, when you were recording this, did you know that it will turn out the way it did?
2: Nope. Me and Air Slim, shout out to Air Slim. Me and Slim talk about this every time I go to the studio, I literally was just playing. He was, in a, he was in a recording me. He was like, you a pimp today, ain't it, man? Cause I'd be at the studio, you know what I'm saying? i sing sometimes and stuff like that. And he was like, god oh, damn, you a pimp today, ain't it? You know, all right, all right, okay, I feel it. And I'm just like, yeah, you know. Uh, and literally, like, shit, it wasn't even like a week, two weeks later. You know what I'm saying? I'm on Facebook and then it went viral. And I'm just like, shit, it's crazy. So, yeah, I didn't know that at all.
1: <laughs> now, what was the creative process behind the visual? Because it was very simple, but yet aesthetically pleasing.
2: Simple. Exactly what it was. Simple. Uh, a brown backdrop, a chair. A switchblade. This is like I'm, I'm giving you like the uh, <laughs> I'm giving you like the um, what it was the materials for like a science project. You know how you had to list your materials on mm-hmm. the board too? Brown backdrop, fingernail file, razor blade, charcuterie. Uh, you can have liquor but so we ain't ran out of liquor. And the bottle of crown that's sitting on the table is actually water and Worcestershire sauce. For sure. And so I put that shit <laughs> in the cup, too, because people ain't going to know. Yeah. It is about being creative about it. So I'm going to say, I will say liquor, but I'm going to say water and Worcestershire sauce. And shit, you just need a baddie with a fatty. Shout out to It's Danny, Danny Drew.
1: If you could do a remix to that song, who would you put on there? And I feel like I already know who you're going to say. Come on,
2: tell me who you think I'm going to say.
1: you going to say Smino? Smino?
2: Nah, but that will be tough. I ain't going to lie, that would be tough as hell.
0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: And you know what's crazy? Uh, Me and bro started saying like the same word around the same time because I was listening to some of my old music. And I had to go back and check myself to make sure I ain't biting on nobody's shit. And I got songs where I'm actually like, baby. And then I listened to his shit because he say that a lot in his music. But I actually... I actually got the shit from Martin. Uh, it was a character that kind of tried to like woo Gina and Pam one time. He was, he was a pimp, not Jerome, but it was mm-hmm. like a... What did that nigga say? He was like... He, would just, kept say, he just kept saying that shit. The shit was so smooth. I'm like, he really finna fuck around that. You know what I'm saying? If he yeah. just told Gina that. But
1: he was just, baby, baby.
2: And I was like, man, that shit's so smooth. So I'm just like, if I was a pimp,
1: I damn sure would say that. And that's what I say now. Oh. And you stated earlier that we better get your new shit. Oh, for sure. Did. So tell us yeah. about the new shit. All right,
2: we're going to be talking all night. Y'all got some more uh, battery on them cameras?
1: <laughs> I think so. All
2: right, baby, baby. You don't think. You need to know, baby. <laughs> I'm going to put on a show, baby. <laughs> but nah, Um, so something I already got out rolling, a project with 13 songs on it. Damn, uh, that took my whole life to do it. Like, for real, for real. Um, and that's with anything, I'm doing it take so fucking long cause I put so much thought into it. Uh, being strategic about it. Um, I had some of the songs on my phone for like four years that ended up making it on there. Um, and it didn't drop until like 2019 at the top of 2019. But when all this shit started happening I re-released it like in 2020. So uh, yeah, Rolling is like my alma mater. It's kind of like what I live by. Um, mm just a nice great collection of songs and they kind of define me as a person I don't, even on there I talk about sometimes uh in some of my songs I talk about being like a pimp in the night or uh I'm a pimp type nigga like you know what I'm saying and it just you know that going over into like Kimi Casanova and stuff like that because I got a song called what like mm-hmm, and I was like uh damn I got your girl, like I got somebody at the crib shining knob on her shin bones. And it's just like, I, well, I said, I only want the jazzy hoes. I'm gonna bust a cashew in her mouth and then go almonds when she lick on my pistachios. Just shit like that, just to be like slick about it. And uh, yeah, thinking I'm a pimp and shit, so.
1: Do you hmm. have another single that you're gonna drop on this soon?
2: Yeah, I do got another single that I'm gonna drop.
1: You can't give us details, huh? Yeah, you want details? Yes. Yeah, sir. it's gonna be called
2: <laughs> you ever seen Pootatang when he got in the booth yes. and made that song? <laughs> this new single coming out is entitled. So go get that streaming on our platforms.
1: <sighs> oh <Yeah>. Lord. <laughs> nah, it's gonna be
2: it's gonna be a Kimi Casanova single though. So it's gonna be kinda like that, you know. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Yeah, I might get a video with it. you might not. We
1: need a video. Nah. Lord, nah, <laughs> nah, bullshit. And I did also see that you were doing some, uh, you're doing a battle rap or something like yeah, that for sure. in your car. What is that?
2: That boy dangerous. He dangerous. That's Hoodie King, but I changed his name, so he's no longer Hoodie King. His new name is Boy in the Hood. So uh, yeah, I don't even, I don't even like to fool with him, brother. Too, he's too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I kick it with uh, Casanova all the time, but bro, he just wanna. Tear shit up, wreck shit, go in mama house, snatch a wig off, kick your sister in the head, shoot the house up and all that type of stuff. So I just had to leave him alone. You know how you got to separate yourself from some people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I still wish him the best. Yeah.
1: Now, before we wrap up, what would you say are some of your goals as an artist for this new year? Wrap up, we just got started. Oh Lord. You really <laughs> want to end right now?
2: Look me in my I eyes. think we over like- No, look me in my eyes. You really want to end this? Oh Lord. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think we. I don't know. I just got a brain. Nah, just bullshit. <laughs>
2: I, I I remember what I remember what was said earlier. You ready? Yes. All right, bet ten dollar, right?
1: Damn. Yeah. I, I'm gonna
2: drive this motherfucker to next year. I'm gonna drive <laughs> to next year. <laughs> nah, what would you be to say though?
1: What would you say your goals as an artist? What are your goals this year as an artist?
2: To be the greatest. For sure. Nah, just be. Shit. I guess my goal was to just kind of like be better than everybody in my state at first. I ain't got to just say it. I don't really care about being the best in no state or just being the best in like my city. I really just care about being the best everywhere. And for like ever. Yeah. You
1: got it. So you will be. I
2: appreciate that yeah i don't even think about like oh yeah i'm the hardest nigga out of my city i'm the hardest nigga. i'm holding it down from mississippi i'm like yeah that's cool but whatever
1: <laughs> yeah
2: y'all can have that shit. y'all can fight over who the best though. i'm finna be well we're gonna be big period we're gonna be big, man
1: now what advice would you give to any creative who is trying to find their purpose
2: um so i'm, I'm gonna say this because a lot of people don't know you gotta know when you got it and when you don't got it. It's like a Genesee choir. If you have it or you don't, and when you do, you do. Like know when you got it and keep people around you who gonna be honest about it. Uh, I have people sending me beats, sending me music all the time. And one thing I do tell people, if I like it, I'm gonna say something. Oh, I'm a, you're gonna know if I like it. But if I don't, I'm gonna, oh, that's cool. Cause I don't wanna like shoot you down. But at the same time, I don't wanna uh, hype you up and have you thinking like it's bigger than what it is. And I would let people hear some stuff and I'm like, how this sound? And I'm knowing it's trash. He all that's good, it's bad thing I ever heard. I'm like, come on, dog. Don't don't do me like that. Like, be honest. Tell me if it's trash. Tell me if you don't like it. You know what I'm saying? So I would say like, be honest with yourself. It starts with you. If you know it's trash or if you know it's just not up to par, don't do it. Don't hurt yourself like that. Because people ain't gonna have no mercy on you. Like the public, like I said, it's always a love hate type of thing. They not gonna have no mercy though. If it's garbage, just Acknowledge it's garbage and keep it moving and just try to do better. But if you know your shit is good, keep working at it. It is not going to be like a overnight type of thing. Like I still struggle with like writing, um, trying to promote and, you know, what I'm saying finding my audience, and even though it seemed like I got to figure it figured out. I just really don't. You know what I'm saying? Because every artist could tell you, I didn't know this song. A lot of artists tell you, I didn't know that song was going to be the one. Oh, that wasn't one of my favorites. If you ask an artist, what's your favorite song that you ever made? It'd be completely different from like their hit song. You know what I'm saying? So, my favorite song, I would hope it would be everybody else's favorite. And that would be the song that I would say, this is gonna go. I got, I got a feeling. But it's not always like that. You know what I'm saying? I would tell people just don't get discouraged. And even when you do shit, you just gotta know how to motivate and pick yourself up. Because you're gonna talk to a lot of people who not doing music or who not as good as you, or some people who are better than you just, just don't understand your struggle. I talked to a lot of people. They just didn't understand what I was going through. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Spend your money, spend your time, and spend your efforts on what you're doing. Eliminate everything else. Don't try to focus on multiple things at once. Work your job because you gotta pay bills, but exert every pinch of your energy to what you wanna do and what you love to do. And that's what I had to do. Like, that's why I was like, if I'm gonna be cutting hair every day, I can't do music like I want to. Cause I gotta sit up here in this damn barbershop all fucking day. And so I was like, I got a dip. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, you just got to figure out what you want to do, hone in on it, and just perfect your crowd. You know? I
1: love that. Thank you. And you can feel free to shout out all of your people, your city.
2: Oh, man, we finna cut up now. <laughs> we up in this motherfucker now. Hold on, let me open the door. Y'all come outside, man. <laughs> they in the house. Nah, okay, so hold on. Let me see how I'm going to do this. I got a shout out. I shouted out Winners United. Let me shout my boy Dame out for the lineup. (laughs) Every time, yup. My barber cut my hair. He put a bald spot on my mustache today, but it's all good. If you can zoom the camera in, you'll see it. But it's a bald spot on my mustache. But this bitch sharp though, ain't it?
1: It is, I was gonna say that. Can you see the bald
2: spot on here? Once I move my, my pinky, you gonna see it, boom, bald spot. It
1: ain't even that bad. But you see it? No.
2: That nigga cold with them clippers though. Nah, let me stop bushing. Man, look. Shout out to Javadric, Shout out to Tim. Shout out to Brian. Shout out to goddamn DJ Rolo TL. Shout out to Ken K. Shout out to Bozell, Lil Bozell. Shout out to goddamn Mama Thelma. Shout out to Shell. Shout out to goddamn. What's your name again? Michael. Shout out to you. Shit. Shout out to Lou. Terrell, I see Shout out to Um. Shit, who else? Oh, shout out to boy franchise man. Shout out to Trill BBN, Full Time, uh, G Baby Out West, Goddamn. Shout out to Air Slim, Seagutter. Gutter. Shout out to you. I'm shouting out everybody. Shout out my leasing agent at my apartments. I don't even fuck with y'all like that. I'm just shouting <laughs> out everybody. Uh, shit, shout out to me. Shout out to God, my my dog, and my boy. Uh, shit, Nicole, Dre, shit, Check it D, Aunt. Shout out to everybody, god damn it. If I forgot your name, fight me tomorrow. Shit, I'm tired. Yeah. Right. Who you want to shout out? Um, god. For We're sure. going to shout out
1: God. For sure. That's, that's my road dog that's right That's why there. we out
2: here. <laughs> you talk to God like he your homeboy.
1: You
2: talk yep, to God you like got like... to. For sure, though. Yeah. You got see, to. I thought I was the only one that did that. <laughs> I just be laid back. All I got is recliners. I wouldn't join the neighbor Shit, all I got is Rihanna. Hm, you jive turkeys, is frivolous, I'm a light. It's